0: Well, there you have it, everyone. Another year, another season of F1 wrapped up. Uh, first season with new regulations to promote the closer racing. Did it work? We'll be talking about that in a little bit. Max produces an absolutely brilliant display of his talent to secure his second world championship. Red Bull back on top. Uh, first time since 2013, it will be. Ferrari doing Ferrari things. And we'll read your questions and comments that you sent to us as well. Uh, All that and more. Uh, My name is Michael. As always, joined by Kyle. And Kyle, first of all, welcome back. It's good to be back. Yes, been a while. Do we call? What do we call this? Season three, revival three, uh, something like yeah, that? Yeah, I guess what, if, we just, if we just turn it into like our seasons rather than going by the Formula One seasons, <laughs> this is just like our season three. This is how so, the Australians yeah. do it. We're yeah, all wacky yeah, here. Yeah, all we have a hot, a hot Christmas. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Left is right and up is back. and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, uh, to be honest, the reason why we're a uh, little bit complicated, there was a lot going on. I was homeless for a bit homeless i had a home but i was this yeah i was not at my computerless yeah yeah i, I again I, I did have a computer but the whole setup was uh, it was not not conducive to to recording and editing and it was just sort of a it was a difficult time for a good few months there so but now mm. i'm back um we're keen to sort of get back I, I really like doing all the off-season stuff
1: I feel like that's what well, that's how we got into yeah. it last time as well yeah, yeah, we yeah. did like one or two race reviews left the entire year came back in partly because it was such an exciting end last mm, year so yes. we we're like we got to talk about this yeah yeah but I think even when we had a bit of a break this year we thought look we might get a race of June, but if not, as soon as we know the season ends, let's just jump, jump back, back into in. it, get yep. back into the horse, and yep. maybe next year we'll make it through the uh, the whole year. Yeah, we're getting closer. See how we you know, go. We'll get a few more races yeah. in
0: next year before we take a
1: break. I was going to yeah. say, it'll be more of a grind, <laughs> but maybe that's a good challenge yeah. for us.
0: Um, but yeah, we've got, uh, again, like I said, we really like the off-season, so we've got so many plans for off-season videos. Um, if you haven't seen our Twitter, also, probably the next one we're recording is we're going to look back at... Uh, Sebastian Vettel's career just sort of chat and shoot the shit about uh, you know, what we what we thought of Vettel, what Vettel meant to to everyone, I guess, because uh, you know, it was an outstanding career. So that'll probably be our next video. Stay tuned for that. Yep. Um, we've got driver team rankings. We've got uh, we've got an idea for like a favorite moments or a top five. We're sort of ironing out details. We're going to be reacting to our predictions. It's gonna be even worse than last time. I'm just. Oh, I actually uh, forgot
1: about that one already. Yeah, so <laughs> that'll be good. Uh,
0: yeah, so we've got the season predictions from this year, and then our 2023 driver predictions, which is also gonna be very. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. No, that's not not gonna. We be nailed be it yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh, we're so good at this. Yeah. Uh, possibly. Professionals. Possibly, we'll get back into the podcast as well as more news and stuff comes through. We'll, we'll probably get back into that. Um, looking ahead to next season, obviously, you know, we've got more predictions coming in for next year that'll probably be more sort of january february next year but yeah we've got Mm -hmm. so so many plans uh for the next few months so definitely stay tuned um we do have i don't know if i've mentioned this on the channel yet but we have a potential second channel in the works as well i'll keep it a bit of a secret what it's actually going to be about it's (laughs) somewhat unrelated to the uh, the Formula One space, but uh, yeah, it's 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 something that a work in progress. Work in progress, maybe coming <laughs> early next year. We'll we'll see how we go. It depends on time and yeah, it's just a whole bunch of things. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, if there's if there's anything that uh, anyone's uh, listening or watching wants us to talk about in the off season, please let us know down below. We'll we see if we can make a video out of it or touch on it in a later video as well. So, um, and I mentioned our Twitter. Feel free to follow our Twitter at Final Sector YT. That's where we've been getting majority of our comments and uh, questions and stuff for uh, you know that we'll be answering a bit later on. So, um, but yeah, I guess the first question I wanted to ask you regarding this season, Kyle, is uh, was was it a good season of F one? I'm gonna just go real real broad. Was it good? Yes or no? Was it good? Yeah, it was
1: good. I mean, that's the thing. You you step back a bit. And if you were just looking at the standings, you'd go, oh my God, we're back in Mercedes season two, except it's even worse because there's only one driver up front rather than having a potential someone to battle him. Yep. But then when you reflect on it, you go, did this really feel like a season where, you know, I... maybe you could argue it, but you still rarely went into a weekend going, oh, look, unless there's a bloody miracle Red Bull aren't going to be stopped. They're so far in front. We need it to be, like, freezing snow or s- boiling hot or something completely random to level up the playing field. Mm. Even when Max is at his strongest, you still kind of went, oh, but look, this could suit this and that could suit that. We think the Mercedes here and the Ferrari there. And so you never really almost, like, lost hope and went, oh, God, we really need, like, this year to end and to mm. hope the teams have a bit of a shake-up, you know. I feel like despite the dominance that we saw towards the end, you still were left with going a bit of almost, like, Not hope, but almost just like, this doesn't mean a a dire thing or, you know what I mean?
2: Sure, Um, yeah.
1: And more from that perspective, it never felt kind of doomy and gloomy or like, let's get this season over with. I I enjoyed every part of it, Mm. even if the battle at the tippy top wasn't there, but there's still plenty of hope, I think, for for things to still be close going forward. But um, yeah, no reason to look back on this and think, you know, glad that it's over. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm not looking at it back like that for sure, but I think it, it doesn't help coming off the back of maybe the 2021 season as well, where it was quite possibly the hardest fought battle. Yes, some people uh, we'll call it the, the greatest front. season yeah. of all time. One yes, of the best and brought seasons. a lot of yeah. people in. So then, in
1: contrast, you'd say yes, it wasn't as exciting yeah. as that, but in broader terms, it was still great. Mm. You know. Yep.
0: Yep. No, I would agree uh, for sure. Uh, I want to go back sort of towards the beginning because obviously a lot of this it's it's. A lot of the storylines are where a lot of the uh, you know the interesting stories are, particularly up there with yeah. with the sort of Red Bull Ferrari battle, where um, you know you go back to the start and the first race was a Ferrari one-two at Bahrain with both Red Bulls out both with, you know,
1: I think it was the fuel,
0: was it both fuel pump issues or was it like power unit? And and, yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It
1: was, to do the pump or something, yeah. they were just like, we didn't yep. expect this at all, we don't know what this is. Yeah, and then they had uh,
0: one of the Alpha Tauris, I think, went out with a power unit issue as well, and we're just yes. like, oh, Red Bull are fast, but there's reliability could be a big, big issue. And we're like, oh, Ferrari could run away with this early on. And how the and little did we know tables. that... Yeah. <laughs>
1: reliability would still be a big issue for f1 but uh it would yes move its hand across the field in malicious devilish ways as the season went on yeah definitely (laughs) um yeah it's it's a shame we didn't get because
0: again the early season we had it was very obvious it was sort of shaping up to be again a max v lewis but max v leclerc because it was them two just so far out ahead of everyone else Um, But they were always like within a second or two on the track. It doesn't matter what they did. We were treated to early on to some shots of
1: what we said. This is the future now, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So it was just a bit of a shame we didn't get that more towards the end as Ferrari started to fall back. And like I said, they had their reliability issues and their strategy calls and general...
1: And just Red Bull themselves just yeah. getting everything yeah, together they, and Ferrari not able to match that yeah. consistency.
0: Yeah, they just sort of leaps and bounds ahead of, um, of, of Ferrari in the end. And Ferrari, I, I think I might have, again, I don't know if I said this in a video because it's been like six months since we recorded, but mm-hmm. I was worried that Ferrari were going to drop back into the clutches of Mercedes like they were going to drop back to third, which it, it did end up being very close in the end. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, you you look at the points difference, and there were like 200 points, I think, behind Red Bull. And if you said that, you know, the first three or four races, you'd be like, "Yeah, oh, there's no way, it's no way." There's it's way closer than that. But mm. no, that it, it turns out it wasn't. <laughs> um, how do you how do you reflect on that? I guess maybe even going into next year, do you think it's a, a good sign, bad sign? What what are your thoughts on, on maybe that going forward? Well, I think forward,
1: it's, or... it still leaves, it leaves a lot on the table, right? Hmm. Like, we kind of got a lot of teasers and we almost got a few battles that could have been this year. But again, I don't feel like you're going to next year thinking that, you know, Red Bull are the Kings. I mean, I guess part of it is part of what the rules are going to do and part of a few other drama that happened hmm. meant that, you know, the other teams will get actually quite a big benefit now to catch up if they are behind in terms of the area development, wind tunnel time and all that with Red Bull um, getting you know, penalised and being first so they get even less than yep. the others on that regard. And that would take a bit to play out, of course. But I think even even without that, um, even just the last... Again, you look at the last few races and I think just Red Bull and Max were just so with it and they mm. just seem to be able to just put the car out there in the perfect setup and go... And I mean, even the last few races, often going to the, into the weekend, and I even remember, unsurprisingly, most most recently from Abu Dhabi and kind of Ferrari coming in saying, oh God, we're really struggling to set up the car. And yet, Leclerc had a pretty good final race and was able to, you know, deal with ties in a car that everyone up to that point was saying, this car's shocking on its ties. Mm-hmm. So, it almost just went, hey everyone in, in mercedes you know having having that the, the good result with george as well so it's almost like towards the end they've gone by the way this is a bit of a tease that we know we're there and then of course we got all the variables we don't know when teams switch to development next year and of course the team leaders you know especially ferrari saying oh we switched pretty early when we realized it was doom and gloom and mm. you start seeing again going well red bull must have been developing towards the end again does that mean they're going to slip back just like mercedes did and then we all have this question mark over Mercedes. Are they going to evolve their car, bring a brand new car? Mm. We know that they're hungry, thirsty, you know, they probably switched ages ago. So I think even though it's still early to talk about next year, I think the drivers that we've got, you know, signed up and the stories and everything and it being one of the, the I think the longest season we've ever had. Yep. Um I'm already frothing for I already want, want more. I want more of this current season, but yep. I think next season is gonna be just as good. Um yeah. it, and we've only talked about the top few teams, of course, but yeah, exactly. everything yeah. Oh, yeah, all the yep. lower teams yep. driver moves, yep. it's 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 great. Yeah. But, um Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um before we
0: talk about the like sort of the, the lower teams, just keeping on the um yep. uh the the top three teams I guess. Uh, one of the One of the best stories for me was that Mercedes, because the Mercedes, uh, again, some validation for me, because I think with one of my predictions, it's one of of the ones I remember I did say that one of of those two teams would drop back. Uh, I think I predicted Red Bull. It ended up being Mercedes, so uh, half win. But um, they did drop back, but fucking full credit to them. They fought their way back. Um, There was a very good chance they could have ended that year without a win to their name, um, but brazil showed that if they get you know that that car has a lot of potential and if it's in the right window man they are just they're just quick and they were the quickest Mm. on pace uh you know it almost seemed like by a long way uh and like red bull were third fastest and ferrari were were second so Mm. um which you know you would have been completely swapped if it was the race before a couple of races ago so yep um i think you're right in saying that it started next year if if Things sort of keep progressing in that same way uh at least for the top three teams it very well could be that that three-way fight that we yeah. kind of hoped for this year but um yeah we'll, we'll have to see but yeah i think it was a, a pretty good season uh but i think most of the most of the excitement i think came more down the field again again that midfield which is now i think it, this yeah. is something that you predicted that the the midfield would get there wouldn't be as much of a backmarker. You um, wouldn't go in thinking, yeah. "Oh, this
1: team is the definite backmarker again." Yeah. It'll be a miracle if they get out. Mm. It, it did. I mean, we we do um, with a with a uh, Discord community. We do a predictions league basically, and often the question is which two drivers are going to get knocked out of yes um, uh, the first qualifying session. Outside of generally, we excused Latifi, right? But even <laughs> that Latifi. question, off I think, going, yeah, I know. <laughs> But even thinking that question, it's hard because you think, well, do you go someone like Albon? But then he often goes up yeah, there, Ricardo, but then you go, oh, but then Mick. Yeah, oh, but he gets there. And then you start going, Ricardo? Am yeah. I really saying that? Then you go, Sonoda. But sometimes he's like, yeah. it, it's about, hard. About like the every- Haas, but
0: then sometimes they can just be like fifth and sixth. I know. For sometimes some they're in P1. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what the <laughs> yeah, true.
1: So yeah. I, I think, I think, I think, think, yeah, credit to the fact that the midfield's bunched up. Mm. But I think one of, uh, depending how you want to draw on this, I think when I was thinking about my my kind of, favorite moments or top things I would say is the fact that these regs seem to have brought things together. I think even on races where Verstappen was out in front, we had so many races in the past where he was out front and the rest of the field was just stagnant. I can only think of like one, maybe two races this year that were really stagnant. I think it was like Mexico and Australia were maybe the most two that were stagnant and all the others still had at least a little more fighting than I can remember in recent memory. We kind of had... You know, I, I remember so many times in the past where there's this picture of... um, It's essentially a shot of one of the billboards in Hungary and it's supposed to be when the, the race is at the end and it's got Lewis in P1 got his finger out. Mm. But instead of it saying Lewis, it's got a tag saying this race was shit. <laughs> and I remember after every race in the past, people would always just post, post that. that on Twitter yeah, yeah. going, race review, this race. And I remember after uh, Mexico, people saying, let's dust the, dust, the get the dust yeah. off this picture because it was actually pretty shit. Yeah. But it, like, that was... Yeah, I felt there was very few where we really went, mm. oh, bother, I just wasted my time a bit with this. I could have waited, not mm. stayed up all night watching it. Yeah. Even on races where Max was so ahead and even on tracks that have historically been a bit um, a bit of a snore fest. So I think credit to that in general, kudos to, to, to the regs, easy to overlook. But I mean, you know, we, we you know say, hey, tweak the DRS a bit here, change a corner there. And hey, we could have some bloody magic here. Yep. So I think that helped as well. Even when the top was, you know, definitely, um, yeah, Max was out in front of someone else. There was still a lot of else going on in strategy for second, third, fourth in the midfield. Guys coming through on fresh tires. Guys falling back on old tires. You know, uh, someone like Albon fighting off a P8 or De Vries, All of that yeah. stuff is like yep. always a storyline, and you know, and far more than in recent. You think back the past ten years, it still rank this. You know, I mean, maybe some bias, but it could be like the second or third best season we've had in a while. You know, easily <laughs> in yeah. the grand scheme of things. So yeah,
0: hard to argue, hard mm-hmm. to argue. Um, yeah, I think you touched on something that the closer field field spread, I think, is, is very very promising. Like I say because strategy plays a it's it's still one of the most uh, exciting things in a race is the strategy, and I feel like there seem to be a lot more. Sort of two stop strategies, like in previous years, it was that like as well. The one stop yes. is you know outside of a couple of high deg tracks, it's like one stop is king. And if you go or two stop, you take a then you have big to be... risk or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, but I feel like there was just a lot more pit stops, which is you know, and
1: because and a lot of times where are, the yep. one stop was almost seen as the rescue, we went, yes. oh one stop yep. that's risky. When before yep. it was like oh one stop, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, and that that just sort of made
0: things a bit more interesting, you know. Anytime there's you know more than one pit stop for a strategy when the field is close together, it gets teams and drivers and you know everyone thinking. It's like, yeah. oh, what is the best strategy? And like, particularly if there's rain around or you know it's a wet to dry race, it's like, oh, when do I go onto the right tire? And you know all this. Yeah. It's, it's all part of it, and it just feels like this season had a lot more of it than than previous seasons have. Yes. Um I do agree that uh, I think the DRS is probably still a little too strong given um given now they can well at least they've proven now that they can run closer together. They probably yes. they probably I didn't know that. I think that was that. something yeah. they
1: said earlier. Yeah. I think that was something they said earlier in the year they said look we're not going to drop it off because we prefer to be over safe yeah. with it rather than drop it back and then suddenly no one can pass it all. we yeah, go, well, exactly. obviously we still yeah. need this. Yeah. And I think that was proved in in full force. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um definitely a little bit of tweaking I would say Uh, either change some regulations with how the DRS wing works, they don't get quite as much top speed, or, you know, just tweak the actual DRS zones themselves. Mm. Uh, Mm. The activation zones, I think, are, this is still a little bit of tweaking to do with that, specifically with, uh, did they ever end up tweaking it, or they say they were tweaking it for Saudi Arabia? Although that provided the great Max and Charles thing You know where they both Locked up We coming got teased into the Yeah That was Whoa. another one I had noticed awesome. Um <laughs> It is it's, It was kind of A little farcical It's just like Uh Everyone knows, like it was similar in um, Abu Dhabi as well, where it's like they didn't overtake down that back straight because you just get overtaken on the second one as well. The coming out yeah. of the the chicane immediately after. We've so seen I think, it in
1: Canada in the past too, when yeah. the Canada zone was really big on the back straight. Same thing, and they had to tweak that. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So you know, obviously, it can be done, um, but yeah, it's 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 minor things, you know. Um, yeah. I definitely think it's it's this these new regulations are a hundred percent going in the right direction. Uh, the one thing I would like to see, I saw this quote from, um, I really rate jolyon Palmer. I don't know if I've said this, but I rate him as an analyst um, and just the way he, he speaks. is very, He's very good. Um, but it's something that I didn't even realize until the end of the season. He was talking about, um, you know, last year we had, was it seven teams on the podium? I think it was. Mm. Um, and we had, outside the three teams, we had Norris on the podium uh, in Imola. Yeah. And that was it and we had no one else and it's like uh yeah i kind of just wish there was a little less of a gap to to those front three teams and i'm kind of hoping next year yeah. that kind of closes up a bit and then we have you know we we have some of these teams that uh you know like you have a, a a norris on there a little bit more regularly or you have you know when Haas is really strong they can sort of sneak onto the podium or you know have the Al- i'm surprised alpine never got a podium they were Pretty yeah. consistently, uh, you know, quick. When they were on the season, their day, yeah, they were exactly. really on their day. Yeah. Um, again, they were plagued by think, some reliability. Think,
1: but- yeah. Part of it, which which if you think about, to some performances from from many of the top drivers, I suppose is that, I suppose when you if you have cars where it's really really hard to pass, you know, we've seen in the past few years it was known that if the Mercedes started back down the field, despite it being like a bullet, it couldn't move through the field because it was so bad in dirty air.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, when the Red Bull was known to be good. And yet we saw many races where a lot of the top drivers were starting near the back this year, and yet they were Still able to able get through get to the through, front. Yeah. And you wonder if because, because they've reduced that dirty air in that, mm. it's easier for them to move through the pack, and therefore it's harder for those guys, if they do get lucky starting near the front, to hold everyone back or for them to make through. Like, how many times have we seen Max start halfway through... And even on some tricky passes to overtake in that, he, uh, tracks to overtake on, rather, he still found it yeah. pretty easy. Was it Hungry was um, Hungary? Despite...
0: came from like outside the
1: top 10 to P1, I think it was? There was two races. I think it was Hungry and was it... Did he do it in or Did he start? I feel like in nah. Zandvoort it was one he had... He wouldn't have started that far back in Zandvoort. They... I feel like that was Maybe I was thinking of the year before. Anyway, but the more point... Yeah, is that even remember. even when the Ferrari drivers dropped back and there was a crash early on, or even the Mercedes drivers, they still found a way to get back up. Yeah. So even though we occasionally saw like an Alpine or someone up in P3 or P4, again, I th- I think, you know, if we had the older eggs, then maybe they mm. would have stayed there because everyone's managing a lot more and it's a one stop, so people are pushing less and that. Yeah. But then in this, sometimes, you know, people just go to a three stop just to dice through the field because that was the quickest way and the easiest way to get through cars. So... I do agree that it now seems you need to be even luckier and it would be nice to close the gap a bit more, but if the cause of it is because it's you know nice to overtake and we get a lot more midfield battles and a generally more exciting race, then... I, you know, you kind of take a step back, and yeah. I think you know, maybe you take a bit with the other, um, even if in general, you want to see the performance, you know, gapped a bit. But hmm. look, if there's three teams fighting at the top that are ahead of everyone else, well, then we'll take that anyway. It's oh, better yeah. than one team or two teams, yep. you know. Yep. So, we'll less, we'll you know, less feel bad about going, oh, it's the same bloody six drivers. We go, hey, if it's six drivers rotating the podium, I'll take it yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, especially, like you say, if it is, like, all six are, are in with the shot of a win at any race yes. or at any opportunity. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably more what I would be leaning towards, is, like, at least have those three close up, have the midfield close up even more, because we still had... Even though you said we didn't have, like, a true, like, back marker, I think Williams are probably the closest by the end of the season. Yeah. They were pretty consistently down the order, unfortunately, um, and I think it took... While they did end up getting a couple of points. It, it usually was because um, of some outrageous strategy. Um, like, I think, what was the one where Albon... Was it Australia, where he pitted, like, literally yeah, on the, he, last he the last lap? he pitted the last lap, yeah. And ended up getting the P10, like, a, a stupid, outrageous strategy that just happens to come off. Yep. um
1: Or just when they were really lucky on their day, like at Monza, yeah. which, you know, they were impressive on. Yeah, like yeah, them.
0: so... I think that there is still room for, for a couple of those teams to come through. We did see Aston. They started real bad. Like they were, I would say probably the worst team for the first four or five
1: races. I think they were one of the worst for the hype that was put behind them. Yeah, like when we, we yeah. had a bit of hype behind Williams, but then when they were there, you went fair enough. Yeah. But Aston, you know, they're probably like, are they the new P3, mm. P4, you know, in the constructors. And then they really were a bit old, oh old, oh, oh, you know, but yep. they did, coming to their own in the end. I'm yep. sure more appropriate for our Vettel video, but another thing I mentioned was it was actually good to see him getting back out mm. there again, you know, before he, he didn't just fizzle out in the background like a candle. Yeah. Last few races, he was able to actually get something together with the team, and I think all that's done is just brought a lot of hope for Alonso. I mean... yeah. Yep. the thing that just happened, which was the the final little test they had, Alonso was saying, "Oh, I love it! This is amazing! This car's great! I'm so excited for the future!" And I'm sure he's just hyping mm, it up. But course, yeah, yeah, that little that little bump in performance yep. would have also, you know, egged him on a bit. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: it definitely seems like I think they they have a lot to improve in terms of their quality pace because it still seems they're way off there. But yeah, we saw both from Vettel and Stroll when Stroll wasn't crashing into people or crashing into walls or making. Kind of silly, just doing silly errors. Yeah, doing you know. doing typical stroll things. They had really good race pace. Like they were, they were. You, you would not be surprised to see them in the top ten during the race because yeah, they were just making good passes. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think there is promise there, but they they obviously a lot of things to improve. But considering where they were at the start of the season, I think that's, uh, yeah, again very very promising, especially for a, a driver of Alonso's caliber and how he's racing at the moment. He still seems to be. It is. Uh, his peak, or at least close to his peak, he seems yeah. to be racing really well. So, um, and I think yeah. as
1: well, I, I I feel like the balance is almost there with all those midfield teams, where both a driver who's really on their day can kind of outshine a bit. Like there's there's few teams, like you could even argue the willens but even then, you know when Albon was really on his day, he seemed to just be able to actually just you know put it put in a nice performance that wasn't necessarily through luck and such mm. um especially when you look at some races where he finished compared to his teammate even though you know um they were on comparable strategy for example it wasn't you know oh albon got handed the gold spoon and latifi got handed you know a piece of dirt or something that you know <laughs> um here you go latifi I- you're going away present <laughs> it's a piece of dirt <laughs> here's some wets in the dry no there's none of that um, but more to the point that i think in in almost all those teams, it was it was not only just the driver that could shine, but because of the the a lot of the weather that we had um and the tire strategies and such is that the strategists really on their day, like i I probably saw more commendations for strategists on Twitter than I ever I had before in a certain season because it was that close. and, in development and car setup and everything in the engineers, I think it's really on them that a little tweak or thing you could make could pull you to, you know, P4 in the race versus yeah. P17 so easily, you know, I mean, we saw at the end, sometimes Alonso was up there in P4 and then you, you watch the previous race replay and he's like P19 dolding around with no pace. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, um, I, th- I think just it's, with the cost cap and everything, there are almost a lot of them now are in that same bubble, and it's really up to the people and the drivers to really shine on their day, and they have to actually properly work for it, rather than going, well, even if we smash this out, we're gonna get a P11, maybe best of the day. It's gonna mm. take us six years for our upgrade, uh, six races rather, six years, and rather a long than just time. saying, oh, six races, we have our upgrade, yeah. then we might be able to fight for points. Mm. You didn't hear that a lot at all. They were kind of like, no, on our day, we can get up there and. I mean, you, you started with at the start of the year with Alpha and Bottas up there, and then at the end you saw where they were, and even Haas up there, and then I was, you know, gonna, um, I was actually
0: that was the next point is is I literally had in the same point Haas yes. and Alpha were both super super quick, like off early the gates. Goals. They yeah. seemed to just smash it, yeah. which
1: again credit to them. But then other teams, like in comparison, you look at McLaren. They started mm. right at the back. We're like, oh my god, they're going to be ninth in the constructors, and yeah. then they flipped it around in comparison, you know, yep. to their efforts and everything. So, um. I think what, what the new regs have done and what the cost cap and all that has done, yes, we could still like a bit of a, a closer gap between what we call the front and the midfield, I suppose, but I think it really rewards those midfield teams that are really optimizing and are smashing it out of the park and actually get rewarded for it rather than going, oh, we did amazing. we got P11. You almost see a reward now every time when a team thinks they've done a really good job or a driver's done a really good job. Yeah. And I think that's that's excellent to see yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good point, actually, because yeah, normally when when a team or a driver, even if they are maybe low on pace, when everything's gone right, usually you will see them in the points, A eh? So, um, it's not like... And it, higher yeah. up the points too, it's yep. not like, oh, they get a P10,
1: you know, yep. you, you know, Yeah. again, maybe you could put Williams in that bucket, but even then, some weekends they did just look really comfortable, and you went, yeah, no, like a P, you know, P7, 8, good job, it wasn't just, oh, they got so lucky, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah,
0: exactly. So,
1: um, I guess, the,
0: I mean, the only other team I didn't really touch on was Alpha Tauri, but I would almost put them in the same sort of category as Haas and Alpha because I was looking at, like, a lot of their early races. I was just going through the race highlights. By the way, side note, I feel like the season is too long now. I feel like it's too many races because <laughs> I got to, like, the last five or six races and I just stopped watching three practice sessions because I'm like, I just can't. It's just too much now.
1: I feel like tw-
0: yeah. 20 is, like, the max for my, my stupid... Stupid short term brain, like I can't even remember the stuff that happened to well, follow the it year. hardcore, right as you're saying,
1: yeah. yeah, you can only kind of drill in and follow it all so close before you start to just yeah. burn yeah. out a bit, yeah, yeah.
0: but i I kind of want to be able to pay attention to all of it, but yeah, I have to admit that the last last four races, I was like, I'll just watch Quali like the day after and the race the day after, and there we go, we're done, <laughs> oh cool. Uh, I don't know maybe it's because Max had already won by that point and there was less incentive to watch for it up, takes a little up, bit yeah. of yeah that excitement also seeing al- other also American brain. races that are at four in the morning it's like oh, I just don't uh don't want yeah. to but anyway back to my point um alpha tower obviously they sort of looked really promising early on as well like every time I'd watch a race highlight they're starting like seventh and eighth or seventh and ninth or sixth and Seventh, sometimes like they were always up there the first few races, and then by the end mm. they're ninth out of tenth in the constructors. And you're like, "How the fuck? How did that
2: happen?" I know. I and didn't I...
1: even. I I think I think when I was listening to the um the BBC breakdown the other day, and they were talking about oh AlphaTauri, and yeah, they're gonna you know just yeah. try again next year. I guess so I went. Oh, yeah, they were out there because yeah, yeah. they weren't really involved in like a battle. Mm. It's not like we said, oh, and the battle for 9th and 10th is really close on yeah. 9th and 8th. You know, it was Alpine versus McLaren for a few races, and it was Mercedes, uh, Red Bull, and Ferrari, mm. and it was um, Aston Martin and, um, and and Alfa Romeo, you know, and yep. then yep. you kind of just forgot. You're like, Alfa Tauri somewhere in there. Yep. The-. Who yeah. knows, right? Yeah. The drivers are somewhere in there, they're not, you know, really being a break Point. So real weird. And right? again, I think a team that in the past, you know, sometimes we've given them commendations that their car hasn't been the best, but their drivers and team have just hooked up some weekends. And it seems when other teams have managed to do so, they just haven't. They've almost lost that spark, that ability to, you know, find those weekends where they can really smash it out. You know, not not because you'd say, oh, they're just their car's just a bit poor. I don't. You know, I'm not sitting here saying I think they've just dropped off the performance. I Mm. think again, you just really got to be on it, and you got to have the right people on it at the right time, making the good calls. And you just didn't. I don't remember a good call from them for a little bit, to be honest. And that's probably why they're they're down there, which is a bit sad to see. But then you feel less because they've dropped, and more because the others have just done really well. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's all it is, but um. Yeah, well, we'll look to we'll look to next year again. It could sort of change around. Depends on, like you say, if 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 uh, teams decide they want to change their car design a bit. Now that I've got a little bit more time, if they've seen things, maybe they want to. Uh, well, completely- exactly.
1: There's a yep. top three teams again, top three different designs, three still, different which designs, should be another yep. pretty big point yep. to talk about. And yep. there's a big thing going: Are they going to change? Who are the younger teams going to borrow from? Mm. It's it's. Yep gonna be a spicy uh spicy winter which is which is good yeah definitely
0: (laughs) um i guess the couple of other points i wanted to 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 touch on before we go into like questions and comments from people Mm -hmm. um russell outscoring hamilton in his first year at mercedes uh obviously it's not the mercedes of old uh which is possibly why george uh maybe he was so strong in the first part of like the first half of the year compared to he uh, Hamilton, very consistent. Who was, yeah. yeah. I think the first out of the first, how many to have out of the first 15, 15, out of 16 of the first races outside of the one where, uh, he was in the crash in Britain. He was in the top five. Like he just, he, he was just always there picking up, yeah, picking up the scraps as it were. Um, every single time he was just consistently getting points all the way through. Whereas Hamilton was obviously struggling, um, you know, with, with the car for whatever reason, he started to come back, obviously back half of the season. And you would say, well, I would say that they're probably about even on pace now, given uh, what I saw in Brazil. I
1: think in raw, raw pace, Hamilton, you'd still in his day, will probably be a tiny bit ahead. Yeah. I think you only really see that when he's fighting for the top top, like when he's in a championship battle. I well, this He was probably, you yeah. always felt like he was conserving a little bit. And especially in, in Brazil, they let them race, but you feel like Hamilton wasn't like, oh, I've got to get this bloody guy out of mm-hmm. the way. And even afterwards, immediately he's like, this is a brilliant result. I couldn't be happier. Whether yeah. it's me or, or or George up there, I could not care less, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, he was happy just just for the both of them. That's um, it, yeah. And a great mindset for him to have. And obviously, yeah, they're, they're obviously realizing, look, we know this isn't where we want to be, but... There's no point dilly dallying about it. Let's secure what we can and then make mm. sure we're in a, a rock solid state going into next year. So, if they can attack it, they're on the best of terms they can be and with it as much as they can. Yeah, 100%. And it was surprising when Hamilton retired and they were like, oh, this is the first retirement, I think, since I like the year before that. or something. I was, I was like, oh like, my God. You, what? Yeah. After a year, we talked about retirements yeah. and drama and Red Bull and then Ferrari, and then it's like, this is the f- first <laughs> mechanical failure. Yeah. That's
0: like, on the, which it's is
1: unbelievable.
0: Uh, it's yes, fr- it's probably a further a test- credit to yeah. the fact of how yeah. they, you know, yeah.
1: despite being soft the pace early, that mm-hmm. they nearly, you know, be, uh, uh, beat beat Ferrari. Yeah. Really, they were they, they were that close. Yeah. Um, and that just goes to show. Look, it's not all about all in out, uh, all in out. I'm uh, trying to say, out and out speed is what I'm mm. trying to say. Yeah. There are other factors and how reliability and all that you don't think about can actually mean a lot. You yeah. know, if they kicked well, that's, they kicked out the gates a little bit stronger, they would yeah. have actually maybe crushed Ferrari in the end and been a strong yeah.
0: P2. Well, well, that's the thing. They talk about it in, like, F2 and F3 constantly. Like, the commentators uh, are always talking about it when it comes down to, to points is that consistency is key. Like, you can go a long time without winning races, or you, but as long as you're up there and you're consistently scoring good points, you'll probably win the championship. Uh, yes. It obviously helps to win a lot, but... Um, you know the the consistent point scoring is is what gets you close to the top or at the top. Yeah. Um, it's a slightly different point scoring. Obviously, they've got more points for the sprint. Different weekend
1: for format. than That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's it's. Slightly different in that respect. Um, Obviously, the reverse grid for the sprint. But
1: But still, when they take, yeah, yeah, the idea is they take most of the other variables out that other teams would have, so it's more just about consistency. And you see it again from Mercedes, and even that's how someone like Norris still consistently gets so far up on on points in that midfield is, you know, you remember like when the Alonso got up there in P5 or when the Vettel got up there, and you, you know, yes, um, Norris had the podium, but outside of that, Seems like it's more just expected that he's up there getting consistent places, just because that's what he does, and that's yep. why he's so highly revered. And then yeah. you look at the standings, you go, "Oh my god, he's so high up ahead of the rest of that midfield," because he's just consistently P seven, P six, you know, just always just there. whacking in yeah. the good results, and th- that's better than you know a P five and the rest of P fifteen. Well, you had your P five, great, but you're still thirteenth in the championship. So it's a whole, it's a season, and yeah also going to next year longest season we've had it'll be even more important mm. you should play to to Mercedes and drivers like Norris's strengths
0: yeah yeah definitely all right well let's uh, let's get into some questions unless you had anything else yeah. you wanted to talk about in particular mm-hmm. so we have got some questions and comments from um, yeah from a few people uh, we're just going to go through them sort of discuss and if we've already talked about them we'll just go into a bit more detail i guess so i've mm-hmm. uh, got this one from Michaela on Twitter uh says, Michael and Kyle, what have, what has been your biggest disappointment or disappointments of the year? And on the opposite end, what were your favourite moments of the season? Uh, favourite moments of the season, just to touch on the second part, like I said, we're, we're probably going to do a separate video for that sort of thing, so uh, we won't touch on that one. Stay tuned for a later video. We'll go into much more depth. But biggest disappointment of the season, what uh, what are you thinking of? What comes to mind?
1: Well, I had, again, there wasn't anything big that really rung out, like you could say the red herring is old, there wasn't a championship title fight, but Mm. then I didn't really mind about that Mm. Um, I mean maybe a big disappointment for me personally was the fact that I think Checo really threw away what should have been a really free P2. P2, in the title i think he showed such highs that if again he had that consistent throughout the year it should have been free and yet he was a bit up and down and yes he had some cool ups and that's what got him his contract and that and you know put the spotlight on him but he had some pretty mediocre downs as well that he shouldn't have had and mm. I think that was no more clear than in Abu Dhabi when you know all he was going off that the back markers were in his way and he was on a bad strategy but he made plenty of mistakes in that race and when he didn't get there at the end I went look if he didn't make those mistakes he, he would have he had it and that kind of summed it up that he's quick and he's mm. good at doing a move here and there and a good lunge and a good defend but overall it's you know... Um, and of course, I'm biased because I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. But that was still a bit of a disappointment. I went, God, like you, you know, just got that P2, and Red Bull historically had yeah. never had a P1, two in the drivers' championship either. And that would have been good to say it was Checo that did it. And yeah. yes, the teams still going, yeah, he's still funny, he still finally did his job. But still, it was like like, if you just went that bit over the line, you know, mm. I feel like you're just going to next year with a bit more of a boost and yep. more of the public behind you. But now there's still going to be... I've already heard on podcasts, the comments going and saying, oh, well, Checo did well, but would Gasly have done better? Would yeah. I would have done better? Which is totally valid. If yep. you still got the P2, I feel like you'd hear less of that. Yeah, so, true. Yeah. That's
2: um, fair.
1: I feel like that's, you know, one I'd bring up because it's more more close to home to me. I mean, I have a few other smaller ones, but I'll let, I'll let you take the stage anyway.
0: Um... I mean, I've got, I've got a couple. Uh, one mm. is just generally the FIA and the race control crowd throughout the season. That, but yes. Um, it just, they're just, I just can't. With After the biggest decisions. flop up
1: of all time last year, and we thought, right, they're going to, we have probably said out in our season for you, we're going to see how they're going to take up the rule book. They're yeah. going to bring new people in, restructure it, tear it up, rewrite everything, new policies. And yet, even into the last race, we're still like, What's the FYI going to do today? Let's roll the numbers. Oh, they're going to penalize track limits only on turn two. Yeah, yeah <laughs> They're yeah. going to change it to one warning. <laughs> They'll change it back to five for the race. It's just, everyone's <laughs> obviously been
0: complaining. Most of the drivers by the end of the season have just complained that there's just no consistency. Um, they ended up dropping the, the rotating race director by the end of the year after the fucking, was it Japan, the Suzuka one with yeah, the... yeah, that was the that the big decision bad. to put the, yeah, yep. Um, so they got multiple rid-
1: decisions. Mind you, not yeah. just the one, yeah. but that was the big one, yeah. which made you go, "Dear Lord, where mm-hmm. where are we going?" Yep, that's mm-hmm. good.
0: It's real good. Uh, but like just generally being like slow with like every decision. You know, decisions to bring safety cars in. What was the one? it was a recent race, it must have been Abu Dhabi, where they were just taking forever to unlap the cars. And it's like, everything's clear, and we've just gone around another lap, but the sign hasn't come up to for cars to unlap themselves oh, they, yet. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, why? Why is it not up yet? Let them unlap themselves. They also why had we- some
1: sort of automated system that are relying mm. on fully unlapping, which meant no one bothered to check Yuki and to say, hey, you can mm-hmm. unlap yourself too. They just looked at the boards and went, oh, the board says no one, go. Yep. If someone looked out, they would have gone, oh, there's a car in the middle of the field there as well. Let's override that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I don't get it, man. The, the, what was? What was the race where they just took forever to enable DRS as well? When it was like every driver was on dry tires. It was like a wet to dry yeah. race, and it just took them like fifteen laps to enable DRS, and then all of a sudden it was like yeah. DRS, and it was like and it stalled awesome. out a few big battles, and yeah, yeah. fantastic. Was it Imola? It might have been Imola mm.
1: because Imola is because it's mm. notoriously
0: pretty hard to overtake there, right? um and that's why it was like it just become sort of become a procession
1: and it's generally a bit wet there too yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah um and it's just like man i just it just took so long and no one had any answers there's no communication to anyone about why they do these things the monaco delayed start because of the threat of rain and it's like it's not even raining but it's like the threat of rain it's like ah we're just going to delay it Awesome. Cool. Yes, Why? I remember that. If you ah. want to
1: see uh, yeah, your opinion on that, go back to our uh, review. You I went into like, detail yeah, about yeah. all of the calls they made. I remember you got all the timestamps, all the confusion, the mess, and you littered it out in detail and I was like properly educated into how much of a farce this is so that bad. was. Yeah.
0: Um and then even more recently at Brazil, the 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 new rules that they've uh, introduced which was obviously due to last year um with like the contact in the corner you know the max lewis one at brazil that happened yeah. this year uh and they gave max a penalty for it and i was like that's that's I'm, that's racing incident that just looks like racing incident but it's like you were like no according to the new rules according to the book it yes. is it is a penalty and i'm just like that's wrong that's and i was i was validated when i started looking at everyone else talking about it and they're like Yeah, that's wrong. That's the grey area that we need. That one can't be black and white because these incidents are so...
1: Very. We well, said this different. before. Although yeah. people, you can't, you can never apply a flat-out no. rule or a, or a computer to look at these things and analyze it because there is a human and, a, and many variables, elements to these yes. things. And yeah. yes, then you could say, but then doesn't that mean that you have to accept some calls are going to be made bad? But then when you look at the underlying reasons for that, and people have always talked about the fact that we have volunteer stewards and we should have just like a core team yes. of stewards that are paid and are almost you know trained in this and mm. you know. Bearers of knowledge and talk to the drivers and others to build knowledge exactly. to build their own yep. kind of committee that they you know change and based off of, rather than having a changing squad and yep. having quote quite irrelevant people there that are just like track owners or something and um yeah. you know, there are there are there are other fixes there rather than just saying oh we're gonna fix it by applying black and white because it's 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 motor racing there's a human element there's so many elements that you can't you know you want to know where I heard you talking about this exact thing
0: about how we need to have a set committee at the end of last year yes the Abu Dhabi yeah. video that we recorded last year you said yeah. exactly the same that's thing. when I heard some people saying it so yep. this is
1: it was again the BBC team was mm-hmm. saying this is what we need to avoid what happened at the end of uh, last they're just year just not really.
0: they're not learning they're like they're putting in like a couple of things and think oh yeah this will fix it and they're not actually listening to drivers or they're looking people.
1: at one issue alone yeah, going, this yeah, fixes singular, that, yeah. you go but there's 10 others that are also mm. in that bubble you've addressed one but there's six others that doesn't address yep. so one of them are probably going to come up again which they do yeah and you see that it doesn't address that so they go oh we'll get rid of it then yeah it's
0: like- <laughs> and it's also this like the, that the let's say those rules that have worked for you know however many scenarios in the past and then just because it's a little bit controversial because of the uh, the variance in, in how they judged from last year in particular, had the variance in how they judged the collisions, they're like, oh, no, we need a black and white rule now to, to get rid of that gray area. But it's it was based on uh, collisions between, like, pretty much Max and Lewis throughout the year. Uh, and that's just because they were racing hard. And maybe, yeah, there, yes. was, there was some variance. Sometimes the decisions were a little bit, uh, you know, probably the wrong decision uh even even though the you know the rule basically gives them the right to to swing it whichever way they want yeah it's still the wrong decision i think the rule itself was fine i just think they needed to it needed to be enforced better they didn't they don't need to change the rule just enforce the rule that's there is better, yes. like to enforce better. Yeah. Like change those who are in yes exactly yeah. 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 yeah so like that's pro- you know I was gonna talk about other disappointments but I've obviously talked about that enough. It's, uh,
2: <laughs> that's obviously
0: my biggest disappointment because I just looking back on it and thinking about it, it's just like I just can't like they've changed the wrong things or they haven't changed things enough. It's
1: just it's not going the say right direction. The one thing that they did change that I'm glad for nah. is track limits is at least they were consistent almost saying look every corner the white line and we even saw some big moments in quality which might have gone oh they're gonna remove it they're gonna not because Mm. it might impact they said no flat rule it's out you know yep and i can at least give them credit that they stuck to that even some drivers like oh but this seems a bit tweaky that they went no 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 that's the rule and during the race they were very you know heavy on going warning one warning two you know black and white and i think I feel like it was Gasly once maybe actually went over the limit or a similar driver once or twice maybe Mick did once mm. actually got a penalty for saying you've done it too many times penalty you know and mm. they were just like that's that's the rule and yes we saw a bit of driver politics going on with some drivers reporting each other and that Yeah. but yeah. I mean that's That's going to happen anyway in the heat of battle and if anything that added a bit of spice and a bit of humour to it you know where they yeah. know they're playing for that and they're pushing the limits and, and yeah. so I think that the one thing that they actually got on top of which yep. was like one of the few problems they used to have they are fixed and now tons of others have come up. It's like mm. were well, you going to take 5 years to fix each of these like you did track limits or yeah. can we get can we get some more speed onto these items? You've done one. Mm. Get on your next 50 to-do list please. Also, <laughs> all right, all right,
0: something else that just you no, just no, reminded
1: no, me. Just <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> remember, remember the you know the the thing with the porpoising and they were taking you're like oh we're going to introduce these things, and we're going to talk about them, introduce them, and it took them like three yeah. races to introduce it, and they just kept delaying yes. it and delaying it and delaying it. It's like why introduce them? Just introduce them now.
1: You've done your tests, yes. you know what you're doing. Oh, and they actually pulled their thumb out of their bum and did introduce it. Yes. It was fine. Exactly. There was it no works. issue. Yeah. We didn't we didn't hear anything. In fact, it was rare for us to go oh look at that quick right hander. There's a little bit of porpoising. I yeah. Haven't seen that in a bit. Yeah. And that, you know that was a big thing to go oh but in general we don't see it that much yep. anymore. So yeah. they finally did it and it's like great look ta- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why so, are you mucking around with this so long? Yeah.
0: That so that's my biggest disappointment. Just they need to do better. They really 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 do. I would I would almost argue that overall this year was worse than last year in terms of, of the decisions they made and the, the poor communication yes. and all that. I think it. I genuinely think it is. I think last year was marred over by the cost of a season. Decision. Yes, yeah.
1: and I even that's what I said at, the, at our season review. I said in general, I thought yep. apart from that and a few calls, which even then you could argue, like the Brazil thing. Mm. I even thought you could argue it. It generally, I thought, was policed pretty well. Mm. And then, yeah, this year in comparison, you just go, God, I'll you know almost taken Abu Dhabi if we get the rest of the police better than this. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thank you for your question, Michaela. We'll get onto this uh, one from Sam. Uh, Cross-side dog, yeah. Um, and he asked, do you think if we get Max v. Lewis again next year, if it'll be any different? Um, kind of a vague different question. To
1: la- yeah. it's different to last year? Um, no, it, it would be just as, yes, as spicy, agree. if yep. not spicier. <laughs> yeah, I think... Again- I mean. If, even if they came together at, at Brazil and you saw them both race, how they wouldn't race anyone else through there, yep. their comments afterwards seem to still be pretty, oh, you know, it's just Max doing Max things. Oh, it's yep. just Lewis doing Lewis things. You go, 100%, they mm-hmm. would start smacking oh, yeah. <laughs> horns immediately. Yeah. The <laughs> argument is like, oh, now that Max has his,
0: his first championship, maybe he won't fight it as hard, you know, maybe. Yes. Uh, it, 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 I, I, don't, I don't see that I, I see Max being as feisty as ever I think Lewis despite all his comments otherwise I think he still wants that 8th world championship um, he's going to be even yeah.
1: more charged up if he's a chance yep. given his year this year this has yep, all just been charging yep. his
0: batteries yeah Um. so yeah 100% if they if it ends up being a Max v. Lewis at the top again it would be just as charged as 2021 100% and
1: anyway. imagining a Max v. Lewis with people like Russell in there and potentially yeah. the Fries as well yeah. and signs yep. would be oof oof
0: now this is uh, this is a question I wanted to ask you given given a recent conversation we had. This is from uh oh. from Voleray. You know, you know, Volley! Volley, yeah. Um and he <laughs> asked a couple of things, but um the first first part is in your humble opinion of all drivers, why did Haas settle for Hulkenberg?
2: Hmm
0: and I know because you were talking about how him. you really like Hulkenberg and Magnussen. You're yes. like, oh, maybe I'll go for Haas next year. Because so. Hulk
2: and
1: Perez were the, the dream team, the Force India golden years when <sighs> yep. I first got into them and followed them. And yes, I drivers like drivers like Sutil that drove for them and, and similar, but still Perez, Hulkenberg, and in there, their, uh, what was it, a fourth India they used to be called and feel the fourth and everything. Yeah, and They that's were the true. fourth best team consistently. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Um, when I really got into them, so they were the, the dream team. Um, in all honesty, they just uh, it's it's consistency. They say that Magnuson through the year was consistent enough for where they're at, and they were like, "Great job! Yes, you had some ups, but even without those ups, he was consistent enough." Yep. Uh, Mick was not. And not at all, and consistent enough. He had mm. a few big highs, and but they were didn't they want consistency? Because as we just discussed, for most of this, consistency is bloody key when it's this yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> you look at someone like Bottas. Yes, he finished weak near the end. He was consistent enough that you don't look down on him, or Even Someone like Xiao or you know, any mm. someone like Ocon, consistent enough. So yep. they're going for Hulk because they think he will be a consistent amount of hands, I guess. He still has. He's a bit of an unknown quantity, and that he's only done a few one-off races. His fitness still has to get there. Yeah, but
0: I mean, you see Magnuson, and he came in
1: start of the year yes. having. Well, he yeah. yes, and he was still actively racing in true. that. To be yeah, credit, yeah, while Hulk true. has you know been on the side, been more commentating, chilling at home, and that. But in interviews with Gunter Steiner, he says that as soon as there was any word that Haas had a seat available, apparently Hulk was like calling him daily, saying. You know, is there an inkling? Is there an inkling? So they didn't need to go to him to say, hey, do you want to go in the pool? Or yeah. even his manager he was saying, no, it was Hulk saying to him every day, hey, you mm-hmm. know. So clearly he's he's keen for it, which shows his ambition. You know, if he needs to get fit and all that, which he will, no yeah. issue. Um, But they want Son to be consistent. I guess they look at the options and not only consistency, but it seems like they really care about also having someone that they really think will develop the car well. Yeah, I think because yeah. Haas had those few years where they were really struggling mm-hmm. and now with the cost cap, they've got a healthy cash flow. Gene Haas is very happy. They've obviously got good people in their team. They're thinking, look, even if K-Mag is a super consistent one, we've got someone supporting him, we also just need two guys that aren't going to bin it. They're going to get us lots of data that are really knowledgeable, experience in lots of teams. Hulk is, you know, reserve driver for tons of teams to be all over the shop in the behind the scenes, a very clever, smart guy. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're saying, look, he's he's the perfect fit for us. We could go with another junior, which could potentially get them more points. But I think they're saying that's not what we really need. Money isn't yeah. really a concern because of the cost cap. They've got good flow enough coming from the FIA and F1 with the championship order. So they can even sacrifice some of that, potentially, you know, unloan for a spark, a new talent, a, a deruvalor or something, right? Because... They just want a, a safe, knowledgeable pair of yep. hands. I guess for that consistency. I and th- knowledge.
0: One of one of the biggest things you mentioned as well is is given where they were last year. Now that they're sort of on the up and they have pace again and they have a real chance to be, uh, you know, right in that mid pack or even you know, at the start of the year, they were almost top of the mid pack a, a yes. lot of the time. Um, having that extra data, you know, being able to develop the car to be able to keep ahead rather than falling back like they kind of did towards the end, it felt like. Um, you know, having the the, the consistent finishes, the, the, the proper feedback from these, uh, you know, experienced drivers uh, that have, been, yeah. you know, been around F1 for ages, um, they probably found that this year with Magnussen, um, that, oh, actually, his feedback is considerably pushing us in in the direction we need to go compared to Schumacher's and they're like, okay, we, we just, we need that right now. And maybe, maybe it's, maybe only comes back for a year or two and then they, they move on to someone if they've, if they get what they need, maybe that's all he comes back for. But um, yeah, I do think that's, that's probably the biggest thing is, you know, now that they are not the absolute disaster fire they were last year, and they actually were just hanging yeah. on and just have yep.
1: drivers to pay the bills and yep. just to run around. Yeah. Right? And look at the numbers. Yeah.
0: Maybe they can come back to, to some kind of form that they showed when they first entered the sport. And, and yeah. they've, they've seen that and they're like, we need this and we need to, to harness it as quickly as possible. Um, So, you know, when Mick comes back saying, yeah, I really need, you know, I really need three seasons in F1. And while I think for the most part, I'd agree it's, it's obviously something that Haas doesn't need right now. So the,
1: and it's yeah. a different it's a different time in F one we've had previously. You know, mm-hmm. there's less of that area where you can kind of you can you can know, you can you can brood in that. And yeah. I think I think almost just stepping back in that concept a bit, I think that's why Bottas and um, Alpha seem to get along so well. And I think that's why Alpha often throw Cubits around in that car for a lot of sessions we've because they actually lot, say yeah. that yeah, him for his knowledge and development of the car is apparently extremely good and. You know, we see some guys running young rookies because they have to. And then you see someone like Kubica out there. You go, <laughs> hmm. well, they're not actually running him because he's a rookie. They're running him because he brings that much insight. And they've yeah. had him for a number of years now. And they still continue to sign him. Yep. Similar for this reason that, yeah, that Huss looking for someone like Hulk. Now, why they wouldn't take someone like Ricardo? Well, from what I hear, Ricardo, Ricardo wasn't that keen, yeah. wasn't really talking about it. And if you've got one guy saying, look, I'm really keen for this, I want to go into it, you'd think Haas wants someone who really wants it, who wants to, you know, yep. join the team and not just go, oh, I've got no option, I've got to go back to you guys now. They, yep. You know, they want someone who really wants to be there and, you know, they think is a safe pair of hands. I've got one guy checked off in, in Magnuson. Um, yep. And again, you have an unknown quantity with a, with, with a rookie. So, yeah. And I think that's why for teams like... Um, AlfaTauri almost have a bit of a question mark because you feel like Senna is another driver, which, um, mm. he, it's hard to say because of the car, but you almost like he's done a bit better than Mick, which is why he's there. But really, their strong driver that was their development driver, which is of, Gasly, of, of Gasly yeah. of which which is leaving now. And it leaves a bit of a question mark going, well, yes, they've got two kind of young guns now. But when the winning formula for these middle teams seems to be having, you know, a strong leader that's yeah. uh, both consistent and has that knowledge to develop, this is a bit, it's, it's a bit of a question mark. I think Haas went, we don't really want to take that risk and do similar to what they're doing. We're going to do our own mm. thing here. And yeah, um, th- but- they almost tried that a few years ago. That's why they had... Um, Kevin. They had Grosjean, yep. but it seemed like this that wasn't the era to have that. You really needed a driver who had its peaks on its day, who could smash it out there, because normally everyone's running at the back and dilling around, and you've got to get that sudden fourth, fifth position for that once-off, you know, victory to get your points. Yep. When now it's like, no, 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 it's it's consistency. It's not a kid who's gonna smash out there his day and then doral at the back. Yep. So, I'm like you feel like a Yuki sometimes does now and then. Yep. So. I think that's my reason why I think Haas signed them. And it casts a dark cloud, I think, over someone like Alpha Tauri, who yeah. seems to be the, the one, going in the.
0: Yeah, go on. Well, anyway. the one thing I wanted to. Now that you mentioned that, uh, I think Nick, mm. Nick DeVries has obviously worked with a few teams now. He's obviously been behind the scenes with Williams and Mercedes and. He's driven for was it Aston, I think. I think he was a reserve, like yeah. He's known apparently for driving like seventy yeah. different cars in the past yeah. two years or something. So he's been he's he's driven quite a few different cars. Um, yes, he obviously had his debut in a Williams, which is as we've mentioned, probably the worst car on the grid, and he scored point. He scored he scored the same amount of points yep. as Latifi in one race. Um, so and he it wasn't just
1: out of luck; yes. it was
0: out of a decent bit he of actually, talent. Yeah, yeah, it was actually quite good. So. Uh, I think that possibly will will help them. Um, possibly, I, I don't know how he actually works behind the scenes, but I figure the fact that he's got connections with all these teams, he obviously brings something mm. enough. Um, whether it is just his pace or whether he actually has good comments to those, uh, you know, those teams from those sessions. Yeah. Um, I think it, there is potential there with with Nick Devries. I think I'm, I'd be very curious to see. Um, how he goes and how that team develops next year for sure. Because I think, I it's think an interesting it could story. be a
1: hand. You're right. That will be consistent. I guess it's a matter of also where we've seen that card trend is saying you almost need a really good driver to help to to develop in the in the right direction as well. Mm. With, you know, you only get so many changes now with the, with the cost cap and a lot of changes you can make a minor that. I think, like, the experience of just being in many race weekends in the past is what's causing a lot of teams to, to get that consistency. So it'll be interesting. Or maybe they strike a blinder and maybe that's the winning formula, you know, yeah. and maybe they randomly get three podiums and no other points, and yet that's that's enough for them. You know, I yeah. don't know, but... Um hmm. yeah well, well it's see. interesting. But that's yeah. why long long winded answer. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or you could think it's complete crap and I'm, I'm off my meds or something. Uh, but
0: I've actually just cut that's... cut all of it. Sorry. So it's only 30 <laughs> seconds long. So yeah.
1: Well, I also say a bit of that cuz I li- I just listened to two recent podcasts that had Good to Steiner as a guest star as well. after right, the season ended. Okay, so yeah. so you have a both lot of, insight, of those, I've kind yeah. of, I've got a lot of info flowing yeah. as well from what he said about Hulk and that's like, mm. Oh, that's a good point. I'll, I'll remember that. Carry it on to ah, this. Cool. So. There you
0: go. Um, but yeah, really the second part of his question again, similar to, to Michaela's ask for top three races, worst three races, driver of the season, or again, maybe a top three, bottom three, assuming these aren't already planned for future podcasts. They are. So, yeah. um yeah we touched a that.
1: bit on them yep. but yeah we'll yep. dive into it more when we are uh, yeah this chat. yeah so uh
0: and the <laughs> the last set is from is from noops and noops gave us uh rather noops. than rather than questions just gave us a bunch of like real hot take opinions and they're they're, they're pretty they're <laughs> pretty Debate. good they're pretty good um uh I'm, you'll enjoy these but thank you noops gave us about three or four so um first one Ferrari bottling a championship lead isn't as bad as it seems on the surface. They have an opportunity to develop the reliability issues out of the power unit after the engine freeze. Um, Not sure if Fred Vasseur is the right choice to replace Bonotto or if he should go at all, but it is true that the fish rots from the head. Uh, But he may be an unfortunate casualty of the desire to appease Leclerc, which will be a sliding doors moment five years from now. So... Yeah, he, he seems to think that Ferrari bottling the championship lead isn't isn't as bad as it seems, and yeah. uh, maybe they'll get rid of. There is a lot of talk about Benotto potentially being potentially going.
1: Uh, there is a lot of rumors about yes. him being replaced. Yep. About apparently, he and Leclerc haven't been on speaking terms for some time. Mm. I, not that I want to plead the fifth, but I, I truly don't. I don't know enough. Have enough info, or even yeah. or even just expertise to really make a call on this because you're looking at it in a vacuum. This is Ferrari's best year in, in some time. I mean, yes, you'd say even the Vettel years when he was up there in Seventeen you know, Eighteen, uh, I think it 17, was seventeen eighteen and such. But then even then you could argue, well did they, they bottle that? Was that more the driver? Was that team calls and mm-hmm. such and um again, but then you just have to look at the most recent years and yes, this is a, a massive step and there was a lot of, you know, question marks around signing Leclerc and he took it to Vettel and now he's he's you know, led the team when he's given it, and that was part of part of one of Bonotto's first decisions and all that. So I uh, it's uh, I, I again and and even when I just rely on others' opinions from that I listen to on podcasts and such and even then they seem a bit kind of unsure and it's like look mm. this yes it is a big, big decision it, no one's really saying clear cut no keep him there he's done so well it generally has been the Ferrari way to say, look, it's not working after a few years, kick him out, get someone else in. Sometimes that hasn't worked. That's that's what exactly. Sometimes that hasn't worked. Sometimes it has worked. maybe do you keep doing that? Mm. Maybe it's an Italian thing. It's politics. Uh, It's, it's, it's hard to say. I think, look, I think it was a big fall from grace. Mm. Um, and I think it would have been an even bigger fall. If you remember, um, like even, even when we were getting in the first few races and, and, um, even in the think it was Spain and Leclerc was so far ahead, even at that point when he had his, his issues and that, and yeah. there would have been even more of a lead, and maybe that's what messed it up. I, you know, you don't know. Maybe they did switch super duper early, and they're going to come out next year, and they're actually going to crack it in the balls because they went after race 12. we got to make a big decision here. We, we yeah. don't know that, right? And Ferrari often are quite conserved, and they leave things behind the table, and there's often been all sorts of rumours. How many rumours have we had about Ferrari saying, we're going to pull out, we're not doing this, and all of those were a bunch of <laughs> baloney, right? Yeah. yeah. So... Not that I want to plead the fifth. I agree that something big could happen, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Frederick Vasseur, I think he would be an actually really outside pick for that team, mm. but I feel like he's so invested almost in the Sauber project and where that's going with Audi. I feel like yeah. he himself probably is going to want to leave that because he's built quite a decent team now, a conventional team. We used to see right at the back is the 20th, 21st on the head of, of, of and Rouge on the grid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I almost feel like it wants to be a shame to see him move away from that. Cause I want to see what that turns into without him coming in soon with them. Yeah. So.
0: Very true. Very, very true. Um, mm. yeah. And I think they've got a, a- Pretty strong driver lineup as well with with Bottas obviously proving that he is still a good racer. Um, yeah. And Joe, I think he had. Uh, didn't he could really be touch a hidden talent still. Yeah. yeah he I had, think he, he uh, yeah a little bit unlucky. Um. I think he's, his he drove a lot better than his his uh, his points maybe suggest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Quite unlucky. Quite a lot of reliability issues, particularly with their gearbox early on. Yeah. Um. And I think where when Alpha Romeo were the strongest was the start of the year, which was the first few races for Joe. So you can't really judge mm. him on that. Um, he started to come to his own sort of, you know, maybe mid season and he was starting to be a bit more consistent, but by then sort of Alpha had dropped back a little bit and they couldn't really get those consistent performances um, yeah. outside of Bottas, just driving the pants off the car. So, But you
1: still see yeah. the potential. That's the yes. thing. You still see that. you That comment I made, mm. you get the right drivers, the right, team and people in place and it's there you don't go oh they're at the back because they just need another year to reset you yep. go they've just got to get it a bit together but but I guess back around yeah, to the actual yeah, question yep. yeah what what are your thoughts do you do you have a stab in the dark that you think's gonna happen yeah, or I, are you similarly going
0: similar boat to you I've got absolutely no idea what's gonna happen um I do think that some of the comments that Benotto particularly mid-season when everything started to fall apart and he basically just came out and said yeah it's okay everything's fine Yes. it's like I, obviously paraphrasing I don't know exactly what he said but some of the comments he was talking about and it's just like mate you have to acknowledge he was always this just is... trying to brush it off yeah. and you go
1: this shouldn't be something you're brushing mm. off as the team principal yeah you know? exactly Christian so, Horner was very much like this is really bad but we're going to fight tooth and nail to fix it yeah. but I wasn't going oh we've identified it we're, we're going to get back up there we're confident you know, he's just like Meh, You know, it's it's happening yeah. but it's a big C you just yeah. go where's the confidence in mm. your team and drivers you know this is yeah. I don't know the- I don't know what's <laughs> Thing? No, idea. I be concerned <laughs> yeah
0: um the The one thing i kind of do agree with is the fact that more so than ferrari clowning strategies um i think their reliability issues are a bigger problem uh as a whole because that that took them out of like a lot of points and that nearly lost, lost them to mercedes as well like you think back to mm. What was, I, I wrote them down because there was a real string of races where it, it, everything just turned. We had um, yeah, Spain, they had the power unit failure of Leclerc. Uh, Monaco was the, the really bad strategy call that put Leclerc in, uh, was it fourth in the end? Oh, well, Lord, yeah, yeah. The really bad one. Um, double the stats, change yeah. from wet to dry, yeah, and how yeah. badly yeah. they handled it yeah. and lost um, everything. Then following race, they had the, the Baku double power unit failure where both cars went out Mm. with power unit failures um they didn't pit charles during the safety car at the end of the british grand prix and this is a a race where max had damage and he was not going to score a lot of points and they're like they could have capitalized with a lot of points signs ended up winning so ferrari had pace they decided not to pit charles and he was just a sitting duck for the last 10 15 laps ended up dropping back to like fifth or sixth or something um Science had his power, his catastrophic power unit failure in Austria, where it like melted the side pod. Um, it was just, just so many power unit failures. Like it was a big, big, big issue, particularly in that mid phase of the, like the mid mid phase. Of and the you season. feel like yeah. that should
1: have made a big media frenzy and a lot of comments. And you know, yeah, uh, you know, uh, but again, they just seem to to brush it off, and that mm. doesn't instill. Confidence, I guess, as if you're in the fans that they actually know what they're doing. Like, mm. if they lucked into this season now, they're just going, oh, we'll sort it out. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to see. I mean, if they...
0: I think if they can develop the reliability issues out, as Noobs is saying, I think they have they, they stand a much better chance. Possibly even morale will go up because they're not retiring as much. From and you would be shocked if lead, yeah. it went
1: into next year and they'd fallen back. Yeah. You still get the vibe that they're up there and they changed early and yeah. such. Yeah. But... um yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see a change. That's all I'm saying. If yeah. they do change, I'll be like, okay. If they don't, I'll be like, yep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know. I, I'm about fifty fifty on it. Like I so said, I can see both. Uh I'm I maybe erring on the side that they possibly won't change. Um, but again, I don't actually know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. They've they they do what they want for paid enough. Yeah. <laughs> to make exactly, that cool. yeah. Go watch like actual yeah. analysts or something. Uh, yeah. All right, second one from Noops. Um his second opinion, Verstappen will be at least a three-time world champion, but the fight will be more like 2021 and may not be sequential, depending on the gains made by Ferrari and Mercedes in the off season. So he seems to think Verstappen will at least get one more world championship, but it might not be three in a row. So, um, Which, you know, I guess is fair. I I would probably agree with that. I think he's probably favorite for next year as well, um, given given what happened
1: this year. I don't know if you have any comments I, on that, but... Yeah, oh, I, I normally go first. I was letting you see if you wanted to no, chat first no, about it. That was all. <laughs> I don't really have any no, other comments on it. I was going to keep it... Yeah, I was going to keep it pretty brief. I agree. Third, 100% hundred at some point. I mean, again, there could be some left-wing disaster, but mm. given the trend that F1 is evolving and such, it's, it's, it seems a lot harder to have big swings and hits and misses. So even if it's not next year, the year after, he's still bloody young and all that and mm. yes you go oh but Vettel never got his next tile. but you go yeah but he kind of threw it away and I just don't see Max in that similar position to Vettel throwing something away like nah. he did um so 100%
0: in the future whether, um, whether or not I, it's gonna be more like 2021 that's I what I was gonna say know. do you yeah. think
1: this will be his most ever dominant win mm. I'd put money on it to say yes yeah, I probably. think this will be this is the first year of the new regs and especially when reliability is so high generally after the first year of Disregarding Renault, I suppose. <laughs> in their time, you see reliability improved through the same race rather than going backwards. Yep. Um. So. Yeah, I, d- I mean, even though we've got more races, and yeah, I don't think it'll be his. I think this will be his rather this will be his most dominant that he will have, but he hundred percent will have one if not more in the future. I yeah. I I'd, I'd, um, I'd probably back him to win it next year. Uh, again, we'll get into oh, it. if you had to put money down yeah. now, of course. Yeah. I don't know why <laughs> you need some hook line sinker. Yeah, yeah. Mystery background clue mm. to pin it on someone else other than just being a fan of someone. Yeah, but... that's it.
0: We'll we'll get into that again. We'll we'll do our twenty twenty three season predictions as it gets closer and things start to happen. and yeah. maybe maybe we'll change our opinion, but yeah i do think it'll be more like uh i do think max will probably win it next year as of right now um i hope it's more like 2021 but i hope it's more like 2021 in the sense that we have the three teams like we've talked about i want i just want three teams close together Uh, i want six six drivers all in the running to win any of the races and they have to Really be on it, or you know, maybe it comes down to track characteristics or car characteristics, and they're faster, you know, at, at these types of tracks, or they're they're faster in the slower corners, which is again what we sort of had yes. from Ferrari Red Bull at the start of the year, um, you know, where Ferrari were, were really really quick over one lap, and then you know Red Bull would set up yes. for the race, or yes, of course, um, you know, it, it's 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 all about finding that balance but I, they're close enough that they have to find the balance that works for them that gives them the edge mm. um and I, that's I what think i think as the cars
1: yeah. mature you'll get a bit more of that as well of mm. course as they yeah lock in and go yes for the next five years this is the right philosophy let's mm. drill down deeper into it
0: yeah yeah so we'll see um but yeah i think i think max easily at least three i think this this era of uh, until 2025 uh i think there's a very good chance it could be like a Lewis of the turbo hybrid era kind of kind of thing. If Red Bull keep the form, um, he's an mm. incredible driver. And there's a very good chance he could just win all of them in this era. So, but we'll see. Next one from Noops. Uh, this this one's a good one. This one's a really good one. Uh, George Russell will be the leading Mercedes driver going into the mid-year break next year, and soon after, end of the year or year after, Lewis Hamilton will either retire or move teams. Norris will be headhunted for the Mercedes seat and will be a disappointment a la Ricardo at McLaren. I,
1: so it really if if the Mercedes is competitive, Hamilton's gonna be back up there hundred percent. Yeah. Um I don't have any doubts that I think he's I think the car would have to be worse next year than it was this year yep. then lewis might start saying to go look i'm not seeing much sunshine here because i guess if the whole promise this year is saying this is a training ground for us this has been a good year for experience fighting you know this type of battle in the in the in the bottom of the top half or top i don't know what you know what I'm trying top, to bracket. Say. Top, top bracket top, yeah. top bracket yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah top part of the yeah. grid but they're still not, yeah, join the same success that they almost have been since he joined that team other than maybe his first year, right? And even mm-hmm. then, he had a win in his first year. So, anyway. Um, so, I think if the car next year is actually worse than I could see it being teased, I think that's heavily unlikely. Um, and I think... Uh, based on what they've gone through this year I think both of them will be very competitive and mm-hmm. both of them will have their days but I I it'll either be extremely close or Lewis will be ahead I, I would put my my money on leading into the, into the middle break Count, um, counterpoint Russell was already really
0: he already beat Hamilton this year and would, you know while we see that you know maybe they're a lot closer on pace than the points suggest people you know you look at the points and the standings and say oh Russell's faster than Hamilton it doesn't really work like that if you've watched throughout the mm-hmm. season but this is his first year at Mercedes. He's only going to get better. Um, what if he does end up being like consistently better than Hamilton, uh,
1: particularly if they are fighting at the top? I think they would need to almost design the car around him for that to happen. I feel like I feel like mm. I feel like this is what people. I'm just gonna say, I think why not? I think this is where people are mostly getting baited into the same they did for Signs with Leclaire. We're going to yes, this year, almost thank everyone's you. like, "Oh, I'm but glad why you do you pointed think?" Because I was gonna yeah. bring it up. Why do you think Leclerc's <laughs> gonna be? And we go, "No, because when it comes push knife to shove." he's just going to have that, that, that extra edge, edge yeah. right? Yep. It's the same when it came to like Vettel and Weber and on their, you know, whatever day, they were kind of similar, but then on the edge day, Vettel was up there. Mm-hmm. And we saw this year that when it really came to it, Leclerc just found that extra pace out of bloody nowhere despite yeah. never having fought at this, this level before. And even Max last year found all of this level, right? And I think this is similar where Lewis, when he doesn't really have to push it, he's a similar to these other drivers where he, he won't, right? Mm. And yet I feel like if they do have a car that's up there, that although I think they'll be very close and it shouldn't be underrated that Russell's strategy crew earlier this year made uh, many, many calls that were insanely good that got him podiums and great results that, yes, he still had to be in a position to get them, but his strategy team were on it, you know, more than Hamilton's team was. Hamilton's side still did fine, but especially for Russell. I mean, I know they're both managed by the same kind of team, but I just know Russell in particular just, just they just had a package, just managed it all perfectly. But... I think when push comes to shove and you're less looking for, you know, like a lucky break to get a, an undercut in, you're more looking just for pure performance. Mm. When you're at that high level pressure edge, I don't see any reason why it still won't be Hamilton that, that, that's ahead of him when it really comes to that. And I think now he's craving that more than ever, especially. So if he gets that, which I think is a good chance that he will, um, even maybe if it's not for the top, top spot, but at least to be closer than he was this year... I, I don't see any reason why why not. I mean, we can still tease the second question that was made, but I still, if you had any more thoughts on, on yeah. Hamilton Russell next Not really. To I
0: was going to bring up the, again, the Leclerc signs thing, mainly because everyone was hyping that up and we were right. Yes. Oh, just saying. We were right. Our
1: server predictions, you'll see. Yeah. We can go back to when they <laughs> revealed them and they said, Oh, Martin, or, or, oh, Nico, yeah. I'm curious hmm. why you think this. Everyone's voted against you. Yeah. And I just went, I, I don't know. This yep. is pretty clear yep. to me. Yeah. Straight up happen. <laughs> Thank you. We got one right. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> We're still at the bottom of the standings out of <laughs> yeah. everyone in that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Wow. Well, well, um, uh.
0: But, uh, yeah, I mean, the only... The counterpoint, you obviously brought up, um, you know, Sainz and Leclerc and uh, Vettel, Weber. I, I'd probably rate Russell a little higher than... The the counterparts like the the signs yeah. and the Vettel uh, the signs of oh, the I Weber, agree. sorry yeah. I think that George Russell has the potential to be a lot stronger than those uh, to be a lot closer uh, to to someone like a Lewis than than they were so yeah I, I but I, I am more... I agree the
1: gap will be a lot shorter yes. yeah, yeah. The, the, the gap in the, the other two pairings was big on its day yeah. right I don't suggest it'll be like this but. Mm. Again, I th- I think yeah that he's he's one of those drivers that will save a bit more in the tank as these other guys have, and he'll show it when uh when mm. when it's presented to him that you know yep. it's a good time for him to show his talent yep. and skill that he still a hundred percent has. I don't think he's off his game at all. No. I, you know, don't doubt that for a second. Yeah,
0: I don't think Norris will be headhunted for a Mercedes seat. He's at a platform. team
1: which are happy to build the car around him. Yeah, and that can't be said enough and that's yeah. why he's so comfortable and i think that also means there's a chance if he did move team to someone like mercedes i think there is an unknown quality where yes we see him so blindingly quick and consistent but it's because he's with a car that he's really really comfortable with you look at someone like ricardo who used to be with a car he was comfortable with moves to one he's not and it's it's struggle city right um yep. and i think this is very similar like we have drivers like I think to some degree, Verstappen, who said this year, he started with a car that he actually was really, really uncomfortable with. And yes, they've moved it more to his style now, um, potentially to the detriment of some comments from Sergio going, hey, we're moving away to one driver again. Can we not do this? We're a two car team here, right? (laughs) But still, he still started with a car he wasn't comfortable with. Mm. And I remember at the start of the year, we saw that Leclerc was apparently driving a Ferrari that was like a complete opposite of how he had to drive the car last year. And yet he just found a way to drive it. I think Lando's an unknown quality where maybe if you did throw him in like a Ferrari Mercedes, I have no idea. I think it could actually turn out. It could be a bit turn up and need it to move to his style. Yep. I think that's why he wouldn't leave McLaren, even if they're struggling a little bit, he's still very young and they're absolutely happy to build the car around him. Yep. Yes. They're getting a young guy in, but that's not to replace him. That's to be a backup and to say, let's get these two guys going you know, forward into the future together to build us into hopefully a top team again, which I think is, is the right way to do it for them. Yeah. So, I think there is a genuine. I don't. I wouldn't have confidence to say throw him in a car like like Claire. Throw him in any car. I think he'll get there. I think same same for for Verstappen. Yep. I think they're probably the two. I think would be the best at it. Yep. Um, but again, I I would they head punch him. I think they'd try. But I think he and McLaren will go. I. longer term no i think we will again similar to the visor thing i think they'd want to see it out i think they're building something amazing together they wouldn't neither party really want to drop unless you know they're throwing billions at them or some some other reason Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah i think um it probably doesn't help uh
0: norris again you say unknown it is it's an unknown because he's only ever been at one team as well Uh, he's driven one car and that's the mclaren he hasn't driven anything else and he so, drives it very well. Yeah, exactly. But but we don't knows? know how he drives something else. Exactly. <laughs> so he could jump. He could be just really good at driving this this car. But then he gets in another car and it's like, oh, this is entirely different. I don't know how to do this. And he ends up being like the Ricardo for that team. Yeah, because yes. it's just like, I can't. Or get even just on another it, yeah. one
1: like a Bottas, or a bit slower than yes, that. When we'd yeah. expect him to be a yep. Hamilton replacement, and it, yep. it's totally
0: an unknown, yeah, right? For sure. So. Yeah, I think he's happy at McLaren for the time being, um, and yeah, hopefully he pushes that team forward anyway. Because it would be yeah. it would be good to see them up there a bit more. Um, I think they probably deserve to be, but anyway, uh, final one from Noops. Oh, um, mm-hmm. Pi is somewhat related. Piastri will be an unmitigated disaster for the opening half of the season before getting a shock podium in the second half. McLaren will t- cling to him tightly, regardless. Um, Ricardo will get another full-time seat possibly uh, Aston Martin after they break Alonso like they did Seb that's an interesting one so they'll um he'll get another full-time seat when Aston Martin break Alonso like they did Seb think there's an
1: example is where yeah yeah okay they could find a slot
0: yeah okay so I guess the, the first part break will be an unmitigated disaster for the first half of the season before getting a shock podium in the second half
1: I don't I don't know. It's, I don't know with piastres. I don't know. If it did happen, I mm. honestly wouldn't necessarily be surprised. I mean Yeah, it's it's Hard to say. Yep. He's certainly he's certainly a rookie coming through. That's being placed in a position like this. That's probably the biggest rookie launch uh, since well, Norris, yeah. I guess, started. Maybe like when Van Dorn started at McLaren was a big thing as well, mm. and that turned into shambles, both because the car and the driver was a bit of a, yeah, a, a okay. piss take, right? Like maybe Magnussen when he started at McLaren was pretty big, and uh, that's you know, probably um, before my but time. But again, this it. is this is pretty. Yeah, <laughs> this is pretty. That was prime, prime for India days. <laughs> yeah, is why right, I remember that okay. season very well. It was, it was the Schlong season. That was, <laughs> that was when he joined them. Um, uh, anyway, um, on topic. Um, I think it's, it's pretty big, both the controversy surrounding it, and yeah. it, I think at a time when a lot of teams don't seem to be making big plays that are, that are near the top. You know, like a Rosser move was pretty solid. A Checo move still seemed to be pretty logical. A to Ferrari still seemed pretty logical, and yet, yeah. um, or, or even and. Ocon on to an Alpine or an Alonso or an Aston Martin—all logical choices—but this is is pretty left left field, mm, right? Yep. Um. So it's it's a lot of pressure. Um. Yeah. I mean, we've been following him for a while now, mm. which you know I guess is why we, uh, you know, mm. obviously you know there's some talent there. He has had a year on the sidelines. Yes, has been behind the scenes, but that still adds more of an unknown quantity to it. It's really hard to say. Yeah. I don't think we're going like. Admittedly, when Zhao joined, I think we both said we think he's going to struggle a fair bit. I I don't see that same thing with yeah Piastri. Oh, it's hard. I can see him really struggling and clicking halfway through, and then he gets to keep the seat. Right, I think yeah. I think there'll be some allowance if he struggles. I don't think it'll be like, oh, three aces in, you haven't scored a point, buddy. Bye-bye. Yeah, we're no, getting someone else back in. Well, considering how long um, they held
0: on to Daniel for, Yes. trying to make that work. For how much they were paying, Yeah, Yeah, so I, I think, think it shows and they're winning
1: to- I think a great environment for someone like him, who is struggling, hmm. um, if he is struggling, but whether he is or not, I, it's impossible, it's impossible to say. I don't think he'll beat Norris. I don't think he'll come out that strong. I don't think he's that, like, he hasn't had the rookie season of, of, of gods, and he's beaten some massive young names that we know he's going to smash it out, right? He'd have a mm. drive last year if that was the case, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an exciting factor, though. Like, oh, yeah. God, well, it's... It, it's yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's,
0: like, he's obviously been hyped to such a point that uh, unless he does absolutely outstanding, I think people are going to be disappointed. Um, given... Particularly, I think a... from an outside view and from a general news point of view, I agree. From an but... Australian's point of view, given he's replacing Ricardo as well, yes, unless he the, does the considerably better than Ricardo, uh, yes. no, Australians aren't going to be happy. Um, we will go yeah. into it with more of an open mind because uh, yes, people we're who I think know F one, yes, yes will will yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I, I it's it's but it is hard to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, going back to that previous point about how the fact that that McLaren car is it's designed around Norris as well is Piastri, one of those drivers who's going to be able to pick that up and be like, "Okay, I don't this isn't normally my kind of style of car, but I can pick it up." Unlike Daniel who yeah. obviously couldn't couldn't quite uh manage
1: that one so And maybe because Daniel had previously had a style of F one and Piastri yeah. doesn't, yep. but then it depends how you can mould him. Mm. Some rookies, you know, like George who seemed to jump from Williams to Mercedes and Gundit seem to do well. DeVries drives all sorts of stuff and seems to you know be able to adapt to it. Mm. We don't know if he's a driver that can adapt to it. It's a bit of a, yep. a question mark. Yeah, I, exactly. I it's it's I wouldn't be surprised what what happens, you yeah. That storyline could happen and I go, yep, that's Piastri, mm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so shock podium in the second half uh,
0: could happen. Uh, depends. I could see him doing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm go- I feel like I'm, I'm going based off the podiums from this year though, where Norris is the only other one to get a podium. So if it's, I know. Yeah. That's
1: assuming it's going to be a season. Mm-hmm. I think where. Maybe yeah, we see a bit more maybe that's yeah. uh, wishful thinking, yeah. A bit more hero yeah, performances yeah. Like I think I think if it's if it's <laughs>
0: if it's similar to last year in the fact that, you know, some of those other teams can sort of throw it up onto the podium if it's more like twenty twenty one in that regard, I could see it happening. If it's more like this year, possibly not. No, Norris um, far more yeah. likely to get one again. Almost but... certainly it'd be Norris out of those two drivers, I would think, yeah. So uh, and yeah, I guess second part of the question, uh, Ricardo will get another full-time seat, probably Aston Martin, after they break Alonso like they did Seb, uh, which is a bold claim. Bold I do claim. like that yeah. comment, yeah. Um,
1: um. Yeah, I... <clears throat> I know what his intentions are, but again, you look at where it's supposed to open up and you think, uh, like, is he looking in two years' time, maybe? Yeah. Like next year, what's... I think we talked about this mm. even the previous year when we were talking about where's he going to fit heading into next year. Yeah. I, uh, similar, similar other drives where we said, where are they going to fit? I think we said, if someone like Vettel decides he wants to move on, it's almost impossible to move on somewhere else. Yeah. you
0: know, um, that's why he didn't move on anywhere else. He moved on back to his house. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. And you feel like if Ricardo did want to stay on the grid, genuinely, he did have options. He did have an there option. Plenty he of had the, the horse, And yeah. yet, yep. yes. And or even a Williams, if he wanted mm. or something, you know, there was plenty of, potential options there and yet he seemed pretty stagnant not to take it and yet yeah. he's saying oh but full sights on the future you go but what's what's what on the what's in the gonna future make? yeah yeah <laughs> it's gonna be the same case as this year mm. so if you didn't take it this year what are you looking for for the following i i think i think in the role that he is chasing i think he's gonna do a great job in that and i think he'll enjoy oh, it yeah, but i yeah. don't I think he should set his sights on on jumping into something else rather than chasing this this dream. I mean, yep. I'd say similar. I think to Mick said a similar thing, which I think is even less likely. Yeah. I don't know what he's looking for yeah, to no jump chance. back into. Sorry, Mick. unless he, was, yeah. I don't know. May, may, maybe Ricardo's waiting out for the um for the Andretti driver. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe he'll be a pickup there. Yeah. Um. Ricardo and Mick for Andretti. In wow. No, they're gonna video. have a fucking
0: American driver in there. Yes.
1: So. Well, hey, Ricardo, he's basically ah, yeah, American yeah, now, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> it's
2: kind of true, actually. Yeah, um,
0: just put on an accent.
2: So I, yeah.
1: I don't. I think even if he does go somewhere, it'll almost be like, really? Like mm. I. Why,
0: yeah, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean, even if we're, if we're talking about Aston, like obviously Aston have Alonso for two years. The reason why Alonso went to Aston Martin is because they gave him a two year contract, whereas Alpine were only giving him a one year contract. It's the reason why he went to Aston, so it seems very unlikely unless he gets like absolutely shafted there, um, yeah. that he would choose to leave. Uh he's gonna stay out those two years. By the end of those two years, uh Ricardo's gonna be what, thirty five? So he could he could come back for like a year or two, maybe, maybe he could try and go the Alonso, the Hamilton, just kind of stay on, you know, the Kimi Räikkönen and just stay on for, you know, uh, for longer years than maybe you would expect. But I would be more looking at, you know, someone like Aston Martin, they've got uh, Felipe Drogovic in as their reserve driver now and part of their driving yep, program I would
1: agree I think
0: more likely to see him I'd be in there. absolutely more likely to see someone like Drogovic in there or a
1: new rookie or yep. someone else that's moving around yep. I don't see yeah what circumstances hmm. yes it could happen but still you yeah you need yeah, I can't I can't think of one yeah. like what's he going to prove behind the scenes i don't like, it's not like it's not like a case like albon which was ditched but then you you know you think of the circumstances it was in and yeah you saw, so there was some untapped potential it's a driving to the end of his career he's not doing like a kimmy where he's kind of retiring still on decent performance then coming back or like an alonso or uh, like a. I feel someone else did it and i forgot but oh, even a kind of a magnuson which still mm. you know had a bit of untapped this kind of path he's gone down this almost seems like a almost like a logical conclusion yeah like he's concluded it now there's yeah. no way to reach rest- he either could have kept going if he wanted to obviously his heart and mind and soul wasn't in it yeah. and that's that's it now it's like it's you can't he's not set himself up to be someone mm. who is appropriate to have that return i think that's why more people are saying we're more likely to see vettel to return on the grid than ricardo yeah which i probably agree with yep. to be oh, honest I agree. So... agree as well. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah, it's it, it is a shame, but I think even possibly in some of the predictions I made last year, um I was talking about how like if Ricardo if he if he's not racing for McLaren, I I don't think he races in F1. Like I I stand yeah. I stand by that. Um yeah, I think he might maybe lock out and and get a drive in the Red Bull if something miraculous happens and either Max or Perez can't can't race, but then do they give it to him or do they give it to Lawson? It depends on the circumstances. Do they want do they want to throw Lawson um, you know, in the car? Are they that far ahead of the championship? That's like, oh, we mm. can afford to do this, or is it really close and we need someone who's a known quantity? Or, you know that that'd be the only only time I could see him potentially in a Formula One drive again, uh, outside of, like, FP1 sessions and, and all that, so... Yes. Um, it's a shame, but I'd be
1: very, very happy to be proven otherwise, but, yeah. I did, like, the... um, I don't know if it was fake or not. I didn't fact-check it, but I saw a screen cap of, uh, I don't know who it was, but was it a quote, quote, official account or not? Mm. Tweeting at the Las Vegas Grand Prix saying, can we have like a third Red Bull car just for Ricardo mm. to race? He would like the like, Red adding Bull. FI. He would be like think...
0: the Las Vegas race, wouldn't he? That's very, yeah, that's very and I think the yeah. Las
1: Vegas track account was like adding the FAO or something saying, let's make this happen or something, which of course can't happen, but still yeah. imagine having like uh Ricardo back and like Vettel back for a once-off like Holy appearance shit. in, in... Oh my you God. could almost like for, for the Las Vegas race, you could almost see like a mm. tiny bit going, someone asking a question going, yeah. is there a chance we yeah. can make it happen? You know, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Son of the FAO going, Oh, well, you see that? Uh, yeah. Put it on the whiteboard in a tiny yeah. little sticky note yeah. in the maybe pile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: as it gets thrown on by all the other issues that they're eventually going to make yes exactly that's piled, what they focus on piles, there's all yeah. these issues they go hey let's talk about Ooh, a celebrity appearance yes. at
2: <laughs> Las Vegas
0: I think that was it I-, I don't think I have anything else thank you noops for those uh Progressively hotter and hotter takes um that well, if we do anyway yeah. we can address them in yeah, our, in our coming content regards. definitely so no. um yeah if
1: anyone listening to this has enjoyed it and does want to to ask something or re, you know go hey why'd you say this what's that yeah. we'll we'll talk about it in a you in in know yeah. as we continue to break up this season that happened yes yeah. stay tuned for
0: um our our new videos or if you're listening on spotify or we're on apple podcast yeah apple Podcasts, we're on that now um, yeah, yeah, we did it. Uh, just at our Twitter at Final Sector YT. Um, we'll always read those as well. Uh, but yeah,
1: presuming it's still there and Twitter's not dead,
0: but that's nah, fine.
1: It's give fine. it a try anyway. We'll, we'll sense it, we'll find it out somehow. Yeah, go, go <laughs> to our
0: MySpace page at yeah. yeah, that we've definitely got Bebo. Uh, yeah, one of those. What things. are the other ones? Yeah, LinkedIn. My hook. Go to our LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for watching or listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care, everyone.
2: Bye.